Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. If you've been here in my Story Corner before, you may remember that I started my story time with some classic fairy tales and some original stories, and then I found the parables from nature that I thought would be fun to share. And now I thought we'd travel another path into the world of poetry. I found a book in my corner with a fun collection of poems, and I've selected a few of them to read to you today. I'm going to start with some poetry of one of the best-known poets of children's poems. As a matter of fact, he is known as the Poet of Childhood. I'll tell you something else. I still love his poems, and I think that anyone of any age who still has an imagination will enjoy them, too. His name is Eugene Fields. I tell you what, though, first, uh, let's think about a few ways that poems are going to be different from the stories or prose that we've been reading. One thing is that you'll hear words that rhyme. Cat, sat, think, wink. Plate, fate. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if in some of these poems you'll be able to guess the rhyming word before I say it. One thing that all the stories you'll hear in my corner will have in common is that you will have to listen carefully so that you can form the pictures in your mind. Imagination is such a wonderful thing to have. And the more you read books without pictures or listen to stories using your mind's eye, the more you will develop yours. I'm going to start with one of my favorites. It's The Duel by Eugene Field. The gingham dog and the calico cat side by side on the table sat. Twas half past twelve, and what do you think? nor one nor t'other had slept a wink. The old Dutch clock and the Chinese plate appeared to know as sure as fate there was going to be a terrible spat. I wasn't there. I simply state what was told to me by the Chinese plate. The kingdom dog went bow, wow, wow, and the calico cat replied, meow. The air was littered an hour or so with bits of gingham and calico, while the old Dutch clock in the chimney place, up with his hands before his face, for it always dreaded a family row. Now mind, I'm only telling you what the old Dutch clock declares is true. The Chinese plate looked very blue and wailed, Oh dear, what shall we do? But the gingham dog and the calico cat wallowed this way and tumbled that, employing every tooth and claw in the awfulest way you ever saw. And oh, how the gingham and calico flew! Don't fancy I exaggerate. I got my news from the Chinese plate. Next morning, where the two had sat, they found no trace of dog or cat. And some folks think unto this day that burglars stole that pair away. But the truth about the cat and pup is this. They ate each other up. 
Now what do you really think of that? The old Dutch clock, it told me so, and that is how I came to know. I think that one's such fun. The rhyming and the rhythm is just fun to read. I hope it's fun to listen to, too. The next poem that I'm going to read is about an old red hen who has a good lesson to teach all of us. I want to tell you something else about this. Notice that the one that I just read about the duel, that was a short story, a very short story, but it was a short story. And so we call that narrative poetry. This next poem is an even shorter story, but it's also narrative. It has a little lesson for us. So let's listen now to Contentment. Once on a time, an old red hen went strutting round with pompous clocks, for she had little babies ten, a part of which were tiny ducks. "'Tis very rare that hens,' said she, "'have baby ducks as well as chicks, "'but I possess, as you can see, "'of chickens four and ducklings six. A season later, this old hen appeared, still cackling of her luck. For though she boasted babies ten, not one among them was a duck. Tis well, she murmured, brooding o'er, her little chicks of fleecy down. My babies now will stay ashore, and consequently cannot drown. The following spring the old red hen clucked just as proudly as of yore. But lo, her babies were ducklings ten, instead of chickens as before. "'Tis better,' said the old red hen, as she surveyed her waddling brood. "'A little water now and then will surely do my darlings good.' But, oh, alas, how very sad! When gentle spring rolled round again, the eggs eventuated bad, and childless was the old red hen. Yet patiently she bore her woe, and still she wore a cheerful air, and said, "'Tis best these things are so, for babies are a dreadful care. I have suspect that many men and many, many women, too, could learn a lesson from the hen with plumage of vermilion hue. She ne'er presumed to take offense at any fate that might befall, but meekly bowed to providence. She was contented, that was all. Wouldn't that be wonderful if all of us just could be content in whatever state we're in, that would be a wonderful thing to be able to be. Well, let's see what we're going to look at next. Uh, something that if you like candy, you might end up hungry after I read this poem. So be prepared as we read The Sugar Plum Tree. Have you ever heard of the sugar plum tree? Tis a marvel of great renown. 
It blooms on the shore of a lollipop sea in the garden of Shut-Eye Town. The fruit that it bears is so wondrously sweet, as those who have tasted it say, that good little children have only to eat of that fruit to be happy next day. When you've got to the tree, you would have a hard time to capture the fruit which I sing. The tree is so tall that no person could climb through the boughs where the sugar plums swing. But up in that tree sits a chocolate cat and a gingerbread dog prowls below. And this is the way you contrive to get at those sugar plums tempting you so. You say but the word to that gingerbread dog, and he barks with such terrible zest that the chocolate cat is at once all agog, as her swelling proportions attest. And the chocolate cat goes cavorting around from this leafy limb unto that, and the sugar plums tumble, of course, to the ground. Hurrah for that chocolate cat! There are marshmallows, gumdrops, and peppermint canes with striplings of scarlet and gold. And you carry away of the treasure that reigns as much as your apron can hold. So come, little child, cuddle closer to me in your dainty white nightcap and gown, and I'll rock you away to that sugar plum tree in the garden of Shut-Eye Town. And I'm going to end today with another one of Fields' very popular poems. It's kind of a classic goodnight poem. I think I remember my mother reading this to me. I know you may not be about to go to sleep or take a nap, so you don't need to nod off, but remember this. When sleepy time does come, it's the story of winking, blinking, and nod. Winking, blinking, and nod one night sailed off in a wooden shoe, sailed on a river of crystal light into a sea of dew. Where are you going, and what do you wish? The old moon asked the three. We've come to fish for the herring fish that live in this beautiful sea. Nets of silver and gold have we, said Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. The old moon laughed and sang a song as they rocked in the wooden shoe, and the wind that sped them all night long ruffled the waves of dew. The little stars were the herring fish that lived in that beautiful sea. Now cast your nets wherever you wish, never afeared are we. So cried the stars to the fishermen three, winking, blinking, and nod. All night long their nets they threw to the stars in the twinkling foam. Then down from the skies came the wooden shoe, bringing the fishermen home. "'Twas all so pretty a sail, it seemed, as if it could not be. "'And some folks thought twas a dream they'd dreamed "'of sailing that beautiful sea. "'But I shall name you the Fisherman Three, "'Winkin', Blinkin', and Nod. 
Winkin' and Blinkin' are two little eyes, and Nod is a little head, and the wooden shoe that sailed the skies is a wee one's trundle bed. So shut your eyes while Mother sings of wonderful sights that be, and you shall see the beautiful things as you rock in the misty sea, where the old shoe rocked the fishermen three, winking, blinking, and nod. I hope you've enjoyed sharing some of these poems of Eugene Fields with me just as much as I have enjoyed reading them to you. And I also hope you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. Till then, God bless you and keep you.